Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Round five is in the bag, and oh my god, the Gold Coast Titans are coming first. Brock, what do you want me to say, mate? This was the year. This is it. No, it's not. This is all all the bad stuff, no, it's not. all the stuff, and leaning more towards the Panthers. And all of a sudden, you've started to lean away. The Gold Coast—they must be listening. They can hear what you're saying. No. They've heard your thoughts, Johnny Cartwright. He's still bouncing the football. He's still playing with Tonka trucks in the corner before the game, but. That they've heard you loud and clear. They are the worst four and one team. They're not happy I think in rugby league history. Well, they have the worst completion rate in the competition, and they have a negative four and against, which is the first time in sixty years that somebody's led the competition with a negative four and against. There you go. Brilliant. There you go. Absolutely outstanding. Um, they've just got lucky. And that, just, luck is, that luck is. Uh, they've just got lucky. Yeah. The luck's going to run out eventually, but they are. The last two weeks have impressed me. They've played tough the last two weeks, um, but up until then, yeah, they were pretty poor. Uh, probably lucky to be at, at uh, two and one. Um, I think the Sharks, if they had their full complement round one, would have beaten them. And then obviously Canberra had all the pill in that game um, down in Canberra, just couldn't get the result. Uh, but last two weeks have been tough for the Titans, and uh, if they continue to play like that, I think they'll they'll end up in the eight. Uh, but for them to be leading the competition, it just shows you how tight it is. Mm. Well, the rule changes also making a bit of a difference. But we'll start with the fast five as always. And uh, what about your high? Uh, was the Titans win? Yeah, I was happy with it. Um, we don't beat the Storm very often, and um, they've obviously been one of the best sides uh, in the competition, or if not the best side in the last decade. Uh, chock full of quality players, and uh, I just thought it was a good game. I know it was decided by a poo decision in the end. Um, you know, whether the Titans would have won or not. Uh, after that, the Storm win or loss, you know, it's, it's irrelevant. It was a wrong call. Uh, this is from a Titans fan, and uh, it was disappointing the game ended that way because I thought it was to and fro. It was, it was uh, really entertaining. It's just sad that the referees ended it. Yeah, well, it broke my heart. I'm obviously a Storm fan, but I was very well, keen I mean, for Golden last Point. Year, um, I, I think last keen. year, it's a bit of um, what goes around comes around because last year uh, the, the Titans got disallowed a try um, in the same corresponding match in round 26. I think it was uh, kind of the Titans centre uh, was ruled to have knocked the hand uh, knocked the ball down, but it actually knocked the hand of a Melbourne player. Titans ran away and scored. If that trial was awarded, they wouldn't have won the game. So refereeing decisions have decided the last two matches, and you win some, you lose some. That's rugby league. Oh, I'm not taking anywhere from the Gold Coast. I thought they were better uh, throughout the whole 80. I still think Melbourne has got some big problems. And they scored more tries than Melbourne. Goal yeah. kicking was... Uh, Melbourne's got a big problem with their edges at the moment. It's uh, really starting to bother me. But my high was the Tigers' ambush. I don't care what anyone says. Well, that was uh, my other one, obviously, yeah. Manly, fair and square, just got beaten up. Uh, I love the way that the Tigers' forward pack is just challenging everybody. They're putting the beat down on, and 
they pretty much beat Manly at Manly's game. Like, well, you saw South the other week try and push Manly around and they got tough, but tell you what, the Tigers, they're the new bullies at the moment. And uh, brilliant style of football. Luke Brooks obviously got more direct. Farrell, like I said, the last couple of weeks, really liking these new ruck rules. So uh, full credit to them. Yeah, they were great. Uh, Robbie Farrell is on fire, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, oh, these, like I said, these rule, rule changes suit a bloke who likes to get out of dummy half, and uh, he's loving it right well, and now. The Ford Pack's playing tough. They're playing real tough. They're young, they're fast, they're strong, uh, and they beat Manly right up the guts. Beat Manly at their own game. Mm. Well, what about your low light? There was two. One was Justin Hodges not shaking in Chris Sandow's hand. Isn't um, this all being played out as a joke now over social I'd, media between the two? It didn't look like a joke. Mm. I don't think well, it's something you plan. Hey, by the way. When uh, you guys beat us, I'm not going to shake your hand at the end of the game. Yeah. Seems pretty stupid to me. And the other one was uh, Greg Bird and Cooper Cronk having a little tiff after the game. Um, Cronk famously posted that <clears throat> tweet after he kicked the field goal in the 2012 uh, Origin Series. And Bird, stupidly, I must add, put up a tweet um, sort of taking the mickey out of Cronk. But uh, I don't think they sh- shook hands either. Um, I think the players are just got to suck it up a little bit um, you get beat you get beat yeah. you know because next week um, you know Birdie you might you might be on the end of one that you don't like and someone might be taking the mickey out of you so yeah. well, um, and I think Cronk the, the original tweet from Cronk was a bit a bit knobby but um, he, you know he's a bit strange but I think he's a bit of a strange and anybody that knows uh, he doesn't really like talking to the media I don't think he's uh, got a miss. I don't think he. I don't think he meant it to be. No, he didn't yeah, mean it construed that way. So. In, in a game and that kind of occasion, I'm not surprised he finally spoke. But mm. no, yeah. I was just. I thought that Bird didn't need to rub it in because well, I mean, not we're, we're going to have to probably going to have to play his again. And if anything, you've just added fuel to the fire next time yeah. we're playing. Well, um, given the circumstances, I thought it was a bit, you know, probably the wrong. Especially, time yeah, considering that it was a it was a poo. Call. A Everyone can see that it was a wrong call. So yeah, I'm with you there. Mine's just Elliot being fired. Not that I don't disagree with it, but uh, I think the players have to be held more accountable. Uh, it seems like a bit of a boys' club over there. What they what they want is what they get. Wayne Scar, these kind of blokes, are constantly chop and change. They bring in random coaches. Uh, Elliot was last minute. They bombed on the David Kidwell deal because they couldn't get the job done. Uh, Iro, who's who they wanted, they didn't get him. Like you look what happened to Parramatta now that they've got Arthur and someone they actually asked for. Mm. I know it's only early days. It's a dangerous but... precedent allowing uh, players to pick coaches. <clears throat> oh, most definitely. But at the same time, if the, you, you saw what Elijah Taylor said once they hired Matt Elliott, oh really? On the news that time, I was like, okay, that's probably not a really good mm. way to indicate how they feel. Yeah, uh, I feel for the bloke. Though. I know he's been uh, kicked out of a few joints and they say he's a bit over complex but I really think the Warriors just dogged it to be honest Yeah, they they've been That's soulless they've tried the weekend was absolutely deplorable well, how do you go from uh, flogging the Tigers by 40 to losing by 40 oh, they, beat the, they beat the Cowboys scrappily the week before so yeah. no, I don't get it either it's, it's absolutely horrible that's probably my uh, my main low just another victim Clear is the only one now who hasn't been sacked and obviously Danny Anderson quit on his own but there's been plenty of coaches that have gone there and haven't lasted 12 months mm. And it's well, I mean, Anderson and Cleary are the only two to take them to grand finals, obviously both losing, <coughs> but mm. uh, I, I don't think they've been to the finals in back-to-back seasons. Nah, way too inconsistent. Yeah. But, uh, best player of the round, who's yours? Uh, I had three. I couldn't split them. Hayne, Inglis and Farrah. I thought Hayne was super um, in Parramatta's uh, win on Friday night, um, closely followed by Nathan Peets, who I'm sure in the review we're going we're to get to him. Uh, Greg Inglis, I thought he, he sparked back to form, but... Uh, they need that every round from Greg Inglis, and you know it's nothing we both haven't already said. But Robbie Farris probably the one for me. I think he's in uh, career best form at the moment. Oh, for me it was Todd Carney. Todd Carney lit the joint up. Uh, 
fourth try assist. He ripped that long pass a couple of times. He took an intercept. He ran the ball. Mm. And uh, raps to Jeff Robson, obviously, because he just gives him the freedom to be able to do what he wants. And I couldn't let Josh Mansour go, and I'm just going to throw it out there now. I've seen an article, I don't know who, behind the Telegraph, but I messaged you the other night saying I think he should play Origin. And, yeah. uh, they've come out. And I know stats aren't something you're big on, but they don't lie at the moment. He breaks more tackles than anybody. No, he's a good player. He makes more metres than anybody. And I'm sure Brett Morris has got one spot booked, but if the other contenders are McManus... Uate and Nathan Merritt I know who I'm picking yeah. Josh Mansell to me is above all three he's, young, he's on the way up I love George Tafua I loved him for the same reason last year they're the two wingers I love but Tafua obviously being injured I think it's really made Mansell shine if he keeps this kind of form up I can't think of a better person coming out of yardage he's got great finishing ability and he can break a tackle mm. but uh, what about your worst uh, the Warriors they cost Elliot his job yeah well I don't, um, I don't, I'm not sure how many coaches who have won or are shooting for three in a row uh, that have a loss and then get sacked. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. Um, and, um, it's crazy. So, I don't need to say any more. Mine was the Warriors as well. I've just got awful, deplorable, a million things I could say. But yeah. uh, what about your question? Uh, how can the NRL best stamp out the lifting tackle to avoid more serious injuries? I, I, this is one for me. And the NRL doesn't often, or it hasn't obviously hasn't thought about the repercussions of taking out the cannonball tackle. And I know, yeah, um, you know, in a coaches' meeting, once we got the New South Wales Rugby League rules uh, this year before round one in the Harold Matthews, we sit down and say, right, how are we going to best coach um, our players to slow down the ruck uh, without the cannonball, without having someone be able to come in and blade? Break the base, um, take the leg. Now it's it's getting to the point where, yeah, lifting the leg is an option. Mm-hmm. Um, lifting the leg then, Breaking especially the when you've got guys that are really, really strong and can and push the players' upper body down quickly, mm. the lifting and the over-the-horizontal is exacerbated and it's going to be, become more and more frequent uh, and it's more and more frequent in the NRL because the players are so strong and so powerful. Yeah. No, uh, I, it's, I agree 100%. Yeah. Well, how, how do you think you fix it? Oh, God, I don't know how. I think the, the one problem, it's the same as Asada, it's the same as drug cheats and, and every kind of thing in sport. Every time you stamp something out, there's always someone finding another way to get around it. Mm. We're always looking for an advantage, so I don't think... I, I can't see them stamping it out you unless can't get say, to, no lifting at all. Well, that's the thing, you can't not do that. I think there's too many... Like the, I know DeBellin ended up getting suspended, but I didn't think that tackle was as bad technique-wise, say, than, I know, Falloon had a bit of a flip there was a couple last week Paul Carter had a pretty bad there's ones like that that weren't even charged and then a week later we're getting a week and one gets let off I'm, I'm, but I think the, the I'm thing confused. for me I'm and confused. Like, as a well, we both played for you know almost 20 years we've been around watch the game live and breathe the game you know an aggressive spear oh, tackle you know and you know an accident but you know what? Even when you're watching it, you just go, "Whoa, wow! That was just well, clean. He hit him week, clean. I think Jack DeBellin hit him clean. He hit him clean. There's some of them that you just up. think, "Wow, he's he's hit him clean." The Jordan McLean, Alex McKinnon one was an accident. It was just normal tackle sort of thing. And and I, but I don't see how, and... you know, in tackles like that, you can lay any blame on anyone. I, you know, I think Alex McKinnon, uh, McLean, and the two Bromwich brothers all had a stake in the way that that tackle oh, finished. Definitely. So you can't blame one person. It's, it's tough. I, I can't see them eliminating um, these sort of tackles unless they say, "Look, no lifting at all." Well, the only other rule or say no three-man tackles. Yeah, well, that's the only other problem though. They're so big and well, powerful. How are they and strong. You can't yeah. stop somebody. Matty Johns actually said on the Sunday the show, well, "Yeah, bringing yeah. taking it down again. That that's not a bad option." But I mean, it just proves that everything goes full circle, doesn't it? But you do that. It's yeah. The cycle starts again. You're, you're breaking down everything that we've built on as far as sports science and getting a combination yeah. of size, power, speed, and and fitness and players are, are trained to perform for a certain amount of time and minutes and it's so specific if you went back to the no interchange you'd be 
I don't know, strip five or ten kilos off everybody. We become more orientated to playing football again, not as much as the structured stuff, and you'd be more worried about the little men again. Yeah, well, I was only uh, I was only thinking that me and you, especially, probably have never thought about what it's like to be a halfback and having blokes like us run at him. Mm. Um, and he, uh, Matty made a good point in, in the fact that. Uh, you know, a guy like Jonathan Thurston, he's constantly got fresh blokes running at him all the time. Yeah. It's a, it's a really legitimate point, and I think it's something we've got to look at. Even if they drop it down to six in the changes and, well, I, and keep I the bench eight, the same. eight was the way because that pretty much restricts it purely to, to your forwards. If you stuck up your rotation... Yeah, but I would, I would have said... No, I would have said six, and then really it's only front your two front rowers, and then if you get an injury here or there. Yeah, or if you've got an impact back rower, but say I like think a Tony they should, Williams uh, or someone that you want If to... they bring an independent doctor, they could then say, right, you can have an interchange if someone gets concussed. Yeah. If the doctor says, right, he's concussed, he's got to come off, you get an, a concussion interchange. Mm. And then you're, you're looking after player welfare. Yeah, there's plenty, plenty, plenty of suggestions, but yeah, um, I've heard a lot of them. I'm not too sure what the answer is right now, but we'll have to it's see. Difficult. What uh, mine's more. I've got two. The judiciary consistency is one for me. I thought there was worse lifting tackles last week than this week, but all of a sudden there was a bunch of charges. I mean, the this obvious week. one was um, both balloon. I thought Nate Miles last week, Paul Carter. There was a couple that were really bad as far as when we talk about over the horizontal. Yeah. There's probably more I could think of, but then I looked at balloon this week. I know he didn't go on his head. I looked at the DeBellum one, and he gets charged. I'm a bit lost. I thought the Nate Miles one last week was way worse than, say, what DeBellum's I thought, was. And... I thought the Falloon one this week was clearly the worst in the last two weeks. But you know what I mean? Like, where's, where's the consistency in that? Like, Nate Miles literally just flipped. Yeah, I don't know whether Nate Miles' one was more just an accident, I think. I don't think there was any intent in it. Yeah. But I thought the Falloon one was a, like if, a lift and If they were going to get serious on don't do this or don't do that, I'm, I'm just I'm a bit dumbfounded that last week there was a couple of bad ones I thought were worse than the two I saw this week. Yeah. And uh, one bloke got charged, one didn't. And uh, the Cherry Evans one for me as well. There was the double up there. The knee and the, the elbow. The double combo. And he, I'm not going to lie, I think Smith and him are two guys that are pretty good at getting away with a little bit of grub in the ruck, but in particular there, I thought that showed a sign of frustration and I don't understand how he didn't get charged. Yeah. I thought he easily... So he, got, he didn't get charged at all? Yeah, I don't think he got charged at all. I'm okay. pretty sure he got off scot-free, which is a bit surprising. But, yeah, I know he got put on report. Um, the other one's a short and simple one. Who would you hire as the Warriors coach? We're hearing Tim Sheens is throwing his hat in the ring. Iroh's obviously back on the radar. Me personally, I think I'd be calling Kidwell again and see if he's interested. I'd, uh, I'd give it to Stacey Jones. And there's Nathan Brown, obviously, over at St. Helens, who's got big raps and probably wants to come no, back. But I'd give it to Stacey Jones. You'd upgrade him that quickly? Yep. Straight into first grade? Yeah, well, I, I think it's the only job in the NRL... It's a, it's a cultural job. They need someone in there that understands well, the culture. That's more why I'm not that on is the respected. Or the kid He's respected. I think I think they uh, the Warriors players haven't respected Matty Elliott. I think no. they respected Ivan Cleary, but I don't know whether they uh, respected him to start with. I think he had to earn that respect. I think, I Matty think he Jones was lucky enough. Made a good point that he kind of understood the culture as well that he used to hire even something as simple as fitness. Now yeah. the biggest couple that. He said uh, conditioning games. He just knew a, a better way to deal with the Polynesian boys, yeah. say, than most others. And I, I think, like you said, over time they realised that he was uh, you know, on their side, a good coach and a good bloke overall, and earned that respect. But I just think you saw during the, uh, the Nines, I know they didn't win the Nines, but they, <laughs> on best form, they were clearly the most explosive team during the Nines. They should be in the on the back too. of On the back of what Jones was sort of implementing in terms of the, their attack. Mm. I mean, get if Kidwell is up for up for it to go over there. Maybe maybe even co-coaches. Well, like, so I don't you know, think he, I don't think he'd leave for a role like that because he's doing he's so well. Now he's the Tigers, Tigers and he's yeah. with the forwards. Him and Blocker Roach are doing a great job. Okay, the yeah, well, he's, you're obviously not going to get him. He, but maybe he's got his own maybe Iro whether Iro wants to do it with Jones. Like if you had Iro and Jones, they're two of the most respected 
New Zealand yeah. rugby league. I'm with you on culture, though. Players. I think one of those three that's played for New Zealand, who has respect, who has the passion and the pride, uh, and you know, to mix in with those Kiwi boys, I think there'd be immediate respect and a, and a line in the sand that has been needed for a long time. Oh, yeah, I heard someone say in the media during the week. Um, that they need to uh, they need to clean it out, get more Aussie players over there. I guess that's the other option. If well, you're going to have an Aussie coach, you're going to get more Aussie they have, players. They have over to there. pay overs. We've seen before to get players together, True. so it's not easy. And they should be doing better with what they've got. They've got their own whole country. They've won the twenties three times. They've got a whole pool uh, yeah. of players. I know sometimes you probably do need a balance, and the, there's some cultural differences or playing style differences. But I just think they need the right coach, the right message, and the right culture. And I don't think that's been there since Ivan Cleary left. What about Sean Wayne? No. Um, oh, I, you know what? I actually, I, I don't no. mind the fact that I, look, I wouldn't employ him, I but wouldn't. I don't mind the fact that he he wants to come over here. I'm I like that. that. I like that I about him. I'm just yeah. looking at another twelve months. Like he's only just won the comp over there with Wigan. Yeah. Um, he came over. He was pretty brash during the the World Club Challenge. He, he really thought he that there was a chance. He doesn't suit. Them. I, but I like his confidence. Yeah, but I don't think he suits oh, him. He, he's an angry, angry man from Wigan. I think he's going to come over here, try and crack skulls, and it's going to be the, the same reaction way. again. They're just going to look at this bloke and go, you're kidding yourself. Mm. Go back to Wigan. Maj- majority fine. majority <laughs> rules, buddy. So, you know, and you know, the way it goes there, it only takes 12 months. Look at what happened to Brian McLennan. I think he was way too chill. Poor old and, Brian. And uh, he got walked. You look at Matty Elliott. He hung himself with a tyre, and I think if Sean Wayne come with his aggressive style, he'd be walking walking <laughs> yeah, the plank as well. You're so. probably right. I just like his cockiness. It's good. I don't. <laughs> Not a big fan at all, but uh, that's the Fast Five. We'll move on now to uh, reviews of the games from the weekend. Reviews of the games from the weekend. We start on the Friday night with the Sydney Roosters going down to the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 9 8. And uh, well, I don't know what else to say, but it was a, grinding I thought game. It was a very big grind. Yep, mm. all the dogs defended very well again. Uh, and the difference in the end, I thought, was the try saves. There was a couple of cracker try saves in there. Sammy Parrott. Sam Parrott. Uh, I think that Josh Reynolds, I know it was only a, a minor touch, but it was probably enough to get Tupo to go out over the sideline. Yeah, that was and, in the um, left corner, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. All, yep. all these little efforts, all these little one percenters, I think, at the end of the day, and, and just playing tough, got them the opportunity to kick that field goal and win the game. And uh, The Roosters are still not quite firing, but I'm still not worried. Mm. I'm really not worried. I think there's too many good players there. Um, you know, it, it still hasn't quite come together. Sonny Bill had the couple of weeks off. Uh, they had to start Napa. They get Jared had a week off. He's coming back now. It's been a bit up yeah. and down. To I, start I said the year, at the start of the year they're going to need six weeks. I think to get back to uh, optimum level, they've still got a week's grace with me. Uh, but they were. This was a game that was there to be won. Oh, most definitely, it was a game that was there to be won. They're, was... they're attack worries me at the moment. They've lost Paul Green, um, who was was pretty pivotal in there. Uh, some of their attacking formations last year. I know Jason Taylor was also a big part of that. Um, yeah, I, I, it worries me a little bit, their you, attack. You know why? Steve McNamara. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Guys that I know from We've England. had our barriers about Steve McNamara and his coaching job yeah. at England and using Kevin Sinfield as a nine and blocking out There's other players. There's a lot of people that, that don't rate poor old Steve, but... I've never uh, met the bloke, and I'm not going to lie. I know the coaches have moved on, but I don't think things should have changed so much. I think they know what their roles are, how they should be playing. I think it's just more a consistency thing again. Yeah. Uh, the lack of preseason. I know I've been drumming on that, and the few ins and outs the first few weeks. I think they just need to avoid suspension, avoid any more of this drama, and just keep things together. And but I think also that probably the, for, for the first six weeks of your um, schedule. Teams would have circled that game with the Roosters and thought, yeah, oh, we're playing the Premiers. So far. That's, you know, we're the really that's, that's the game that we want to 
you know, really live for. So well, Peter Sterling said uh, yesterday afternoon when I listened to the Russia exactly that. You, you hear people say that they step up to play the Premiers, and I think we've seen it in the past when Melbourne was so dominant. Teams always gunning for Melbourne, and here or there there would be a game where even a lesser light who was having a bad time of the year would step up and almost, you know, get the job done, but Melbourne always seemed to pull it out. But I think when you are on top of the pile, that's just what comes with uh, yeah, for sure. know, holding the mantle. But uh, Trent Robertson uh, made some interesting comments. Like, he, he's really excited about where they're at. Not obviously he didn't want to be in this no, position. obviously but, not. Um, he's thriving on the challenge and um, thinks the players will respond eventually. So, yeah, I mean, you can't fault their effort. They're trying hard, the Roosters. But yeah, well, they'll, they'll get there. I'm still looking forward next week. Jared back in, Sunnyville back in. They're back to full complement. So I'll be interested to see how things go. But... Uh, other than that, like I said, dogs, I think the only way to really say it is just grinding and tough, tough. so far. I still think their attack's not that brilliant, but they're getting the job done. Mm, that's Josh Reynolds and two points. Hodkinson to steer him around, and uh, I thought, you know, Reynolds was good. Tom and Graham, Sam Perrett, uh, you know, for all this shopping around and looking for fullbacks, I think he's done a pretty good job so far. So, yeah. full credit to him. The Roosters, Roger Tuivasa-Shek was the one for me. He had a million touches, tried to break the game open. Tupo, same kind of deal. It was one of those wet weather games again. I thought their forwards were a little bit lacking, probably besides Cordner and Friend tried hard, but uh, wet weather footy, your backs usually get involved, but we'll see how they go. Moving forward, they've got the Eels this week away. We all know what happened in round two, that absolute drubbing. I don't think we're going to see a repeat of that. So, Especially not at, uh, at Pertec Stadium. Oh, yeah, going to be. I reckon that'll be a cracker of a game. And the Dogs versus the Kiwis away, the New Zealand Warriors. This will be very interesting to see how they respond now on Andrew McFadden and the changes he's made this yeah, week. Exactly. But the second Friday night game, another cracker. Absolutely love this game. The Parramatta Eels getting up over the Broncos at Suncorp, 25-18. to 18, And Parramatta, um, I, don't, I don't think I could sum it up any better than the ball movement. I think that Brad Arthur's learned very well in his time from being the Melbourne under-20s coach, then moving to Manly, and obviously he spent time at both with the first-grade jobs. I think he's almost got the perfect combination of the, the defensive structure and setup that they kind of use, but he's also, I think, probably taken more of a page out of the Manly philosophy as far as the tax concern. Mm. They've built the spine with the players they've bought. They've obviously got Norman at six now, who's a more stable influence. I thought they're lacking with Kelly, but you see now the Sandow in there. They've got that unpredictability. Pete's has been awesome at nine, and all this has freed up Jared Hayne, who to me is starting to. It's looking very ominous for a big year from him and quality centres by the sides and young angry forward pack that's hunting as, as a group. Yeah, well they they're brilliant. And I've said it uh, the last few weeks. They're they're hurting the tackle. Mm. Last year the the middle for Parramatta was butter. Yeah. This year you don't want to go through the middle, so oh, sides are having to. Uh, you know, move the ball to the edges. Their edges are much better. Even the brand, though, Kenny Edwards can pass Manu Mauk and offload Red Radra in well, his you, first you try. Throw, you go through all their back rowers. They've got probably four or five potentially um, elite back rowers mm. oh, of the future. Ball. I'm not saying they Penny are now. Terrapo, you know, they've probably got four, four or five there who could possibly uh, progress into you know representative football mm. um, in first grade, which is you know crazy. I, I thought. Chris Sandow was, was excellent um, again in his second game. That field goal he kicked, uh, go down to the park and try and pot one from 40 out yeah. and have it go dead on the full. I mean, Not he couldn't hit it any better at a clutch time in the game. Because uh, you've got to think, if that misses, uh, Brisbane come out to the 20, they've got seven tackles and they're going down the other end. So, yeah. I mean, you've you got to look at the perspective of where it was in the game. It's a massive play. Uh, I think... Hayne just looks relaxed. He doesn't look like he's carrying a lot the of pressure. The spine, man. The spine's just brilliant. And Nathan Peets, by the season so far, he, oh, he's having such a tremendous effect on Parramatta, and he, he's tough. I said it the he first week, tough. though. I, the Luke Kelly thing, I think, was more of a shot in the arm for Sandow, but I just didn't see anything going forward with Kelly. He doesn't offer enough 
uh, to be that last piece in the jigsaw puzzle with the no, but Arthur said at the start yeah. of the year, I'm picking Kelly until Sam oh, proves that he's right, which that's was, was a great And move. I agreed with the move, but I didn't think it was going to last that long. It hasn't. He's played well, and I think he's the last piece of the puzzle. And if things stay the way they are, and uh, I heard during the week, supposedly the players are the ones who got him back in, went and had a meeting with Brad Arthur and said, look, we need to play with this bloke. We need to get him into first grade. So yeah. that's a pretty good vote of confidence. Hopefully he keeps his head on straight and... If the Fords keep doing what they're doing, they've got quality centres, they've got a great spine now, things are really looking up for them. And Brisbane, I didn't think they were too bad. Uh, they, they lost their way a little bit this week, but the man I'm going to give a rap to against Benny Hunt, I think um, set one up, scored one again. For all the criticism, I'm pretty sure we've given him a bit, but the 75 games off the bench. And, no, I know, think he's been only, waiting. criticism was his kicking oh, game. But he's been waiting four years to finally get a crack at a jumper after winning the 20s player of the year, and everyone was like, what's going on? But... Yeah. Of all people, Gordon Tallis made the best reference. 75 games off the bench, and he's only started a couple. Like It's going to take some time for him to you know, get used to the NRL. Well, the, the problem also is, is he doesn't really have an, you know, yeah, a natural Josh half. Hoffman's not really next to him, so. taking that role. And Benny Barber's, he's, he's getting there. He's, yeah. he's not in you know best form, but nah, good to there. Good to see Justin Hodges back as well. You can see his little walk out of dummy half and knock a couple of people over and gave that try to Copley or... You know, uh, I thought it was, it was a pretty good game all around, but great win by Parramatta, who, as we said, they've got the Roosters again this week at home, so I'll have to wait and see what happens there. And the Broncos versus New York, Bob, the Titans away. They've so, got the wood on us too. You know, the old Queensland derby is usually pretty good games, well, uh, but... Crash down to earth this week, the Titans. I'll have to wait and see. <laughs> the first one on Saturday, I don't really want to talk about this game, to be honest. I'm going to give it the rap where it's due, though. The Cronulla Sharks, 37-6 to over the Warriors, who... Oh, what are you supposed to say? Awful. They Ed, were poo. Edges got shredded. Uh, error riddled, penalised. Elliot's gone. The team's just dead and soulless. That's I would have walked in there and said, like, you guys just have no soul. Yeah. I could not put a jersey on and play like that way, even if I was playing for the worst team in the comp. There's no I think way. That is a massive issue. They don't have enough pride in their performance. Oh, I don't know. What did they get dusted in the World Cup final? What was that? Oh, that was a decent 30, score. 30 something, 30 points, I think. It's pretty you know, bad, I mean, but. I'm not going to take anything away from the Sharks. They were brilliant. Robson obviously comes back, balances out Carney. Stapleton's first game back in. Grabbed the four-bagger. I uh, thought Fafita replied pretty well after all his well, yeah, criticism. He and, had a ridiculous amount of running metres. Well, he made 30-odd tackles, I think. He, he had a big game. He was massive. And I thought uh, Sopawanga, again, a bloke I really like, <laughs> finally getting a go. He, he was somewhere he's up He's entertaining. Around, almost the 200 like mark. He's a good ball player. He's got good feet. Yeah. Uh, he's another one of these ones that was backed up at the dogs there with a million forwards ad that's found his way out and... Uh, Really enjoy watching him play, but overall for them, the halves, all the four, oh, who can't you give it up to? Probably just John O'Wright for having the worst hands in the comp. <laughs> Should have scored that try champ. He's, he's the king of the fun more Matt John's tagged him, and I'm, I'm seeing it more and more. Yeah. If you're a first-grade winger, you just got to grab them. Even if they're a little bit around the waist, you've got no excuse to just fumble everything that comes your way. But, <laughs> uh, as far as the Warriors are concerned, we're only going to give it up to one bloke, and he's, he's your man, Concrete Cement. <laughs> oh, Lilliman, he come on. He doesn't care. He just he punched out. He's concrete. He punched bloke. out 160 meters and knocked four blokes over. I was just like, yeah. he, he, he's got exactly what I'm talking about. He doesn't care how things are going. When he comes on, it's game on. Cement's coming. Cement was not. It's funny. Um, I was watching this uh, down at the local actually, and I, I made the comment. Oh, oh, good run, Cement. And the guy goes, Yeah, he is Cement, isn't he? Is he? Cement. Yeah, he's he's a hard man to tackle. He's a little. Bull, Every time he runs into rider. someone, he knocks someone over. Hey, he's a little bull rider. Like, Lilliman, he doesn't care. He, nah. He's uh, he's one of only uh, a few players there, or if any, that have a bit of pride in their performance. He's, he's the, the Shane Rodney back in the day. He's the bull rider. He doesn't care. Well, he yeah. just hit him. He just has zero care factor as to what's going on. I don't but. understand why they don't start him. Uh, I th- they've got too many good front rows. No, well, they, but, not that they're playing well. 
Starting. I like him coming off the bench though. He gets no, he's edgy. Him. He's edgy. When I he comes him, on, I want him the I want him to kick the cement off the first kick off. Yeah, but go on, go cement, and whack cement. when cement has to sit for twenty minutes, unlike other players, you get lethargic. It just makes him angry. I reckon it's a great. Play. <laughs> he gets fired up. I'd uh, I'd pick him as your bench front row for Queensland. I wouldn't oh, have some. Oh, every time they have him as an 18th man, I'm surprised a lot of the time. I think, Christ, if you wanted to get some minutes or just have someone like, crack someone's shoulder, he's the <laughs> You man. want to take one of the blues out, put he'll, cement on. He'll bust your clavicle, old cement. Mate. He'll put you down. But uh, the Sharkies this week, uh, it doesn't get any easier. They, they, you know, they bounce back. I'm sure they're going to get a fight up manly mm. playing away there at Brookvale. So they'll get a real test this week. And uh, the Warriors, obviously, said, they're yeah, at the Eden dogs. Park to the Dogs. They're specials, the Warriors. Yeah, I don't Coach know. has been sacked. I know, I know that's usually the case, but I, I couldn't back them with anything. I couldn't back them with Nan's money at the moment. I couldn't back them with anyone's money. With whose money? With our Nan's money. I couldn't oh, back him with anyone's cash. You'd go and pinch it over first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't back him for anything. But uh, Moving on to the other game on Saturday night, uh, the Penny Panthers getting up 12-6 to over the Canberra Raiders. I thought this game started off nicely until obviously Jolie Edwards caught the shoulder there off Zlesniak on debut and then the rain just Mate, came down and the it was rain. just chaos. <laughs> they couldn't hold the footy, you know. It I was watched, just a uh, mess. There was puddles everywhere. There was just mud flying. It looked like a game from the 60s. I think in, um, it was about 15 minutes into the game, and, and Joel Edwards went down, and I looked up, and the heavens just opened. Oh, <laughs> I just went, okay, I'm going under the stand to yeah. the bar to watch the last 25 minutes. I heard that from at a friend at work that everyone pretty much watched it under that little TV out yeah, the back there. Yeah. I said, that's great. They just need to put a flat, big flat screen out the back of it. And then half-time rolled around, uh, second half rolled around. The field was a slosh pit, but the rain stopped. Yeah. Um, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a top game. Paulie Vaughan scored the only try for the Raiders. Um, yeah. Dallin, Watins, Lesniak, a kid I've had a little bit to do with the Panthers. Um, we've we've uh, coached against him and know how... Uh, how influential he is. I mean, when we used to play St. Clair, whenever he was in, they'd win. Yeah, and well, now we dust him every time we play him because he's not there. So. Wherever, wherever Tyron Smith is, he's smiling right now. Yeah, he's, uh, now it's, it's been a pretty good start of the year. Credit but. to his junior coaches too. I mean, oh, I, um, you know, I, I'm not going to take any credit for it, but I, I had a little bit to do with him at the Harold Matthews and he was a kid that, he, he wasn't even the starting fullback. or no. he, couldn't, he couldn't crack a position. This is in 2010. Look at him now. No, Just proves for the, for the kids out there that you if you uh, persist, and he's a dis- pretty disciplined kid, mm. um, nice kid, humble, uh, you go places if you yeah. persist. I thought this game was a grind. Obviously, the weather factored into that, but uh, Soward, pretty good again. That was a ripper of 40-20 there. Which is the, the kicking the sideways, games. You know, banana. Wallace, ste- steady as ever. He got a couple of tries. And, man, sorry, I've said it. I want him to play Origin. I'm not going to back down from that comment. I think the bloke's a weapon. He's a menace down a dummy half. He's... He may have a drop here or there. Which winger doesn't? I think there's plenty of wingers that people talk about Uata. You want to talk about having the drops here. There's a couple of blokes who got bad pair of ends. One thing you can't fault Josh Mansour on, and effort. that's effort. And Everything he does is 100 mile an hour, and he's tough, and he's he's fast, he's strong. He doesn't he's... come out of dummy half trying to fall on his front. No. He comes out trying to put you on your backside, yep. and he'll put four people on him. He will still try to stand up. That's yep. what I love about him. Yeah, he's, he's uh, in awesome form. And, uh, you know, I thought for Canberra, it's pretty simple. They looked to Milford a million times. He's the only one who sparked them through and obviously Vaughan yeah. pushed through the middle. They just don't have any structure. Nah, it's pretty loose. I don't know, you know, what the plan was the other Give night. Give it to Milford. That's the plan. But, I mean, in the wet, it wasn't going to work. Because nah. Penrith compressed their line. Two sideways. And, you know, if, I thought even Penrith at times got away from what was working. I oh, mean, they tried definitely. to kick the ball sideways. But, uh, yeah, I... The kick was was the only way you were going to score, really. Well, and, I mean, Penrith scored, I think, one of their tries off kicks. The other two were obviously off, off nice passes. But, uh, you know, the kick for Canberra, I didn't think they utilised the kick at all. 
No, not at all. And Terry Campese has got a monster boot. I thought he would have been slapping one, yeah, one right. or two earlier in the set, more like a third or a fourth tackle back in his boot to get the kick on, but uh, it didn't happen. Uh, the other one for me was probably Idris. I thought he had a pretty good game. He finally made an effort to knock people over like I want to see when he gets the old tractor. The only bad thing was watching condition. him in uh, open space there and he took the oh, pick in the end. Lord. He, he, did he say, broke down after 24. Did you see the interview with him? He nah. said they interviewed him the next day. He said, I was running on a treadmill. And I, you know, I didn't know whether to pass it. Someone said to him, "Throw the ball over the sideline." He thought, "No, nah, I'm going for it." I, it looked like a hippo. He just he got going for about twenty, and I thought he's getting ahead of steam up here. And then he broke down. I thought he did a hammy or blew a calf or something the way he was running. <laughs> and the pastor man saw it. He just held it on full time, opened it up when three blokes were about to swallow poor Josh up in front of his head. That's what I mean. And then Canberra started playing footy with it. I thought, "Oh no, oh, don't tell me." Looked a bit, looked a bit ominous, but um, they've got away with that one. Uh, Soured. Wallace, Mansour, Idris, I thought Taylor was always pretty good. Mm. And obviously Dallin getting his double. Canberra, it's just pretty simple. Milford, Vaughan and Fenson pretty much say the same nature every single week. And uh, It was Canberra's. I, I actually thought when the rain came, I thought this is going to suit Canberra. Yeah, just going to bash it one out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought maybe they just kick a field goal. They're going to go back to their towers of power and do what they did last year. Just kind of yeah. went off the ruck. Let's bash it in. Play down the middle. But yeah. Penrith just kicked them to death and played field position and uh, won in the end. Yeah, well, Penrith... Uh, Three tries to one. Tough assignment this week at home to South Sydney on the Friday night, so that'll be a, a that'll true be, test. That'll be tops. And uh, Canberra, they go home to play in Newcastle. They've barely played at home so far, so I'm pretty sure they'll be happy with that in well, Newcastle. they beat Newcastle in Newcastle a few weeks ago. Mm. So. Well, they had a Barry last this week. I'd pour on Newcastle, so mm. we'll have to see how that one plays out. But uh, that's four of our reviews from the weekend. We'll have a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll do the other four games. The other four games from the weekend, uh, the SCG, obviously. South Sydney getting up 26-6 to over the St. George of the Warrior Dragons. Uh, to me, South still scrappy, but they won the middle again, much like they did in the Charity Shield. Two weeks in a row, I think uh, the Dragons have showed weak goal line defence. There was a couple of crash over tries again, which is pretty poor for the Dragons. Uh, some people whinged about the Dugan no try. It's a bit 50-50 to me, uh, you know. It goes a bit both ways. I'm not, not too sure. I can understand why they called it a no-try, but I also would have been happy with it, to be honest. But, well, um, I think 10 metres out from the line, if he does that, it's a knock-on. Yeah, it is a knock-on. So I don't see how it's any yeah, different it's to the goal. Yeah. Well, 14-0 at half-time. The penalty count was 7-1. I thought that was a bit rough, and ended up 26-6 full-time. But well, Steve Price, what a blow. He had a bit of a snap. It was brilliant. I'm a big fan. Yeah, he's just not convincing, though, is he? He, just, he, uh, he didn't really convince me, Mr. Price. Um, but... Yeah, next time you're going to have a spray, Stevie, let a few expletives go. Make, yeah. it, make it worthwhile. You have to do an angry Jeff. you just got to absolutely flip your lead 110%, just yeah. lose the plot. But um, I thought Sam Burgess was epic. He had 28 carries in this game. Yeah, and he that, was That's tops. ridiculous, and it's about time, because he's absolutely barbed them the last couple of weeks, going off on his own little personal tangents. And, yeah. Um, Georgie was good. Luke got over for a try as well, so the Burgess clan had a good night. Uh, Johnny Sutton took the club record off Bob McCarthy. I thought he was pretty good as well. Mm. Still very scrappy, those 16 errors. Uh, they really need to clean that up. From a St. George perspective, no surprise. Merrin killed it. Uh, Origin bound again. Very good player. thought Mitchell Rain was good. And DeBellin, he, he played pretty solid too. And I like the fact he, he jammed Sam Burgess, even though he's been suspended for it. <laughs> Big fan of him, just uh, taking him on. But uh, it doesn't get any easier for the Dragons. They play in Melbourne, both of them. Uh, someone's going to be three wins and three losses in a row after this. Um, this will be a real test for them going down there. And South, they get a test also. Penrith have been very consistent so far besides the Parramatta uh, performance. I think uh, they'll, they'll be in for a tough test on Friday night out at Penrith Stadium. Yep. Uh, Sunday, we've got the Storm 
upset by the Titans, 28 to six. Controversial uh, ending to the game. 28-26, yeah. Controversial ending to the game, I suppose. But at the same time, uh, I, I really thought the, the Titans played better than Melbourne. They scored more tries than Melbourne. I thought they played tougher. They were loose. There were a few scrappy tries, obviously, off some kick contests. But at the same time, you make your own luck. Uh, I'm a big fan of that theory. Well, I mean... They got uh, the job done. The Storm scored a few tries off kicks as well. So. Mm. Oh, two clinical kicks out of whack. Yeah, yeah. That, that were yeah. But still, tries off kicks. But, um, you know, the Titans... First team in 60 years, I think they said, with a negative four and against to be leading the comp. Mm. And uh, they've also got the worst completion rate, so ridiculous. Scrappy but deserved. Uh, big edge problems for Melbourne. We spoke about this the last couple of weeks. The edges have been horrible. In particular, the man who I thought was uh, you know, bound for probably origin and lucky to not go away to the World Cup in Will Chambers. He missed seven tackles on the weekend. He's, uh, he's really lacking confidence at this point in time, but... Uh, Melbourne's considered over 20 points now, I think, three consecutive games, which is the first time in God knows how long. Mm. And, yeah, there's there's some little signs there. Defensively, they've been very poor. Mm. Very, very well, I think poor. the rule changes have hurt the way they like to defend, so they're going to have to try and adjust to bring themselves back to the field. You're but... noticing the wrestle more. I'm noticing they're, they're having to overtly slow down the play of the ball, uh, mm. whereas in years gone by, I haven't really noticed it as much. No, they're um, just going to work their way into it and it's been no, nice I just don't know whether their forwards are up to it at the moment like the Titans just rolled over them uh, I thought the week before obviously without Smith but Canterbury rolled over them so there are con- some concerns there but uh, usually this time of the year it's where they're accumulating points and uh, you know they're going to struggle to finish top four if they if they drop another game in the next next couple especially with Origin just over the uh, horizon mm. it's not far away really yeah, I thought Bromwich was their, their best again, along with Cronk. Cronk had a, a field day, he set up a couple of tries off kicks and got a nice line break and gave one back. Uh, I don't think Billy's been anywhere near close to his best. I know he's got both knees strapped up. He didn't have much of a pre-season, but uh, to me, he's struggling. Mm. He's struggling big time. Tonema Pia, the, the second Victorian player to play for Melbourne, I thought he was awesome. Took some brilliant carries, and Hoffman saw it as always. Uh, on the flip side, Miles, Bird, Taylor, Kelly, Mead, there was plenty of players I thought had a real dig for the Titans. And, yeah. Uh, Four and one leading the leading the, the comp, so which is crazy. Big wraps to them, but they go home this weekend to play the Broncos. That's another tough test for them. So we'll, we'll get another gauge of where they're at. And as we said before, the Storm they go home to play St George. Both of them three wins to start, two losses in a row now. So one of them uh, is going to be three on their trot. So it's it's not. I, I have to think that Melbourne will bounce back at home, but yeah, that'd be a scary prospect getting three up and then being three down, mm. needing uh, to accumulate points before Origin, but. The other Sunday fixture, this was awesome. The Tigers, 34-18 over the Eagles at Leichhardt. I thought they were just outstanding. They I know were, the weather probably had narrowed it down, but they did a manly on manly. They bashed manly. They baited manly. They just dished it to them. Gavay, Woods, Tapau. Oh, I thought Tedesco was good before he went off. Not for Luma. Back to doing what he does best, sniffing out tries. He was brilliant. And Asta, steady. Farrah getting a dummy half. Is uh, Woods ready for a record origin? I know everyone wrote him off last year, but I don't think you could have blamed him. I don't think anyone was really good in the two games in, as far as the forwards are concerned. He has to play Origin. Mm. Okay. Who that's else we got? That's interesting. Yeah, I'll, Paul Gallen's probably going to be I'm missing or him. underdone. Lewis is going to be missing or underdone. Uh, Tamiya, I thought, had a better game last night, but he hasn't exactly been up to scratch. Yeah. And Fafita is probably the only one you'd be giving a shoe-in jersey to. So if you're talking three front rows right now, if you try to tell me that Woods isn't one of our best three front rows, I think people are kidding themselves. Yeah. Fair enough. He has to be in. But, um, you know, I know people try and make excuses and say that, man, they're a bit flat and all this and that, but uh, they were simply outplayed, I thought, and they were frustrated. Yeah, They, they got were. Brent Stewart back. I know they were missing Glenn, but 
Uh, the weather may have played a bit of a factor, but the, the Tigers got the job done, and I thought that's the first time in a while I've seen Manly uh, pretty soft on their goal line. They had a couple of crash-over tries as well. Yeah. But um, the two little things bothered me a little bit. Obviously, the Daly Cherry Evans got off without a charge. I'm not saying he needed a big suspension, but the fact that he didn't get charged full stop uh, was very surprising. I thought it was pretty blatant. The elbow followed up by the knee. Yeah, uh, and the other one, and I don't blame Robbie Farrell when he blew up at the siren going off, and they got the extra blade. Mate, that was uh, that was poor form. That was that was a yeah. massive issue, and the referee's response was, well, you know, I basically hear, yeah. bad luck. Yeah, pretty and much. And Robbie Farrell's response was, it's not good enough, and it's not. <laughs> no. I mean, they should be able to go back and say, yes, time has expired. Yeah, uh, imagine if that happened in a grand final. Yeah, that's I couldn't believe it. Actually, Jesus, yeah, not not very good at all. They're not. They're just not. The referees are making. Bringing more criticism on themselves by things that they could be easily controlling. Some to easily control. It's been a pretty of course, bad. you heard it. Everyone else heard it, Ashley. Pretty bad start of the year. My lord. For the referees, I think. But uh, the Tigers get another test this week. The Cowboys come back to form. They're going to play them at home at Campbelltown Stadium. Uh, and the Eagles, you'd be thinking a bounce back against Cronulla. But Cronulla were pretty good last week. That made a big difference having Robson back there to help out Carney and Fafita, obviously, had a cracker. So, should be a good get to, uh, game between the Eagles and the Sharkies. But. We move on to Monday night. Uh, we spoke about this just then. The Cowboys, who sprung out the form, 28-2 over Newcastle. And I don't think there really needs to be much said for this one. It was all one way. Louis and Morgan followed up what Paul Green wanted. He said that Jonathan Thurston's taken way too much responsibility. He's getting shut down. We need these other guys to step up. Louis stepped up. Morgan stepped up. and uh, they held the ball. With, they yeah, that's piggyback themselves down the They field. finally held the pill. They completed they got meters and uh, key players in the other positions took attention away from Jonathan Thurston and, and used him more how he should be used. He should be used as a decoy sometimes. And yeah, You see how easy it is when he wrapped around to a short side and uh, Ray Thompson just skipped past two defenders who bid on Jonathan Thurston to score a 30-meter try. So, yeah. uh, in particular, Louis. Louis is the one who's been disappointing me. I thought he was really going to have a breakout year, but the way he played the other night shows how he should be playing at all times. He is up to a rep stand and he could be a rep player if he played consistently. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Knights, I think they're still flat from the week before. It was a bit uh, all, you know, too much, just, I think, a week they later. They just don't have... They didn't like, make a line and without the nine, they just... Too many forward passes at dummy half. Offensively, they Gid- just... Gidley's not a nine. He's not. He's not a nine. He's not. And we said this before the season started. No. It's, it's an issue. It's a massive issue. It is a big issue. And young Clydesdale, he tried hard when he came on. I think that's probably something they're going to have to try and start pushing a little bit more if they think he's their long-term solution there. But it's almost like give, just give Kurt a jersey somewhere. We just have to fit him somewhere. Yeah. I think he's got to come a time where you've got to just I go... Think, I think they should move him to 5'8". Um, instead of Dobson. With, him, yeah. I'd probably be with you there if I was going to put him anywhere right now. Dobson's been pretty ordinary, playing pretty sideways. I'm not going to... You know, he's been trying hard, but... Oh, he's, a, he's yeah. a goer, Dobson. Yeah, he's a goer. But, but he's not the answer. They need uh, offensive production. He's not going to give... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The only thing that looked any part, uh, you know, damaging last night was Bo Scott. He got a couple of nice offloads and Lay Lua, but he looks almost like Hodges for them. That is shift to him all the time. 
yeah, uh, there's, there's pressure no to get put on him. him. He may knock a couple of defenders over and be pretty damaging, but yeah, there's no no established room for him to make a break. You're almost better moving Leilua in the middle of the field and having him uh, have the first or second carry to get your set to a roll because otherwise you're moving the ball to him and they're not rolling down the field yeah, well, and they don't have any, he's not giving him any space to attack. The, the only person who seems to be putting a dent really in, like I said, was Scott on his edge. Mason. And, uh, Mason, Mason was pretty good, but yeah, yeah Cowboys just. Brilliant last night. Very solid, completed well. Morgan, Louis, JT, Thompson, all the players in the key positions all shared the load. And uh, I think that shows the plan going forward. Those guys need to chip in and take some pressure off Thurston and makes his uh, touches more quality rather than quantity, which is what they need. Agree. So uh, they're going to play the Tigers this week away. They need to get another win. I think the Cowboys are another one of these teams heading into Origin that needs to accumulate points. And Newcastle head away to Canberra. Tough road trip. Uh, you know, they're sitting there with the Sharks on two points. I don't think it's going to get any better. They're supposedly looking at getting Mullen back this week or next, but even him, he's, he'd be massively underdone at this point in time. So mm. uh, Canberra getting Papali back, they're, they're looking pretty good at the moment. They've been tough, so it's going to be a hard game no matter what happens uh, as far as Mullen playing for Newcastle. But that wraps up uh, the reviews of the games from the weekend. We'll move on now to Andrew Brown from Sporting Bet to do our lines for the games for this weekend. For all the latest rugby league gear, heading to Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and Legends. And we welcome back now Andrew Brown from SportingBet.com. And, mate, uh, I think it just keeps getting rougher and rougher for the punters. The upsets just keep coming in droves. Yeah, I think uh, only three of the um, eight favourites saluting last week. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. It's very unpredictable at the moment. Who would have thought um, after five rounds that the Titans would be uh, on top leading the competition? And, um, yeah, just a lot of unpredictable results really hasn't that been the first uh, sort of five rounds so we'll have to see if we can get uh, a little bit more luck for the punters this week oh most definitely and i'm one of those punters and let me tell you my wallet is hurting brock's not much different uh he's obviously not with us today he's had a prior engagement so we'll run along on our own uh we'll start the lines off friday night at sporting bet stadium we've got the panthers versus the rabbitos this one should be an absolute cracker me and Brock, uh, we've got a few that we've split this week, so it's going to be pretty hard to come down, but we've both gone minus two and a half for this game. Yeah, and you're both absolutely spot on. South's uh, two and a half point favourites are $1.70. The Panthers, $2.20. Good at home, and the, the Rabbits have been inconsistent. So, um, I mean, it could go any way, any, either way that game. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is another one of those ones where, where wherever your head is, go with your heart instead. That's what's led me the wrong way the first few weeks. Yeah, no, uh, I agree there. The other Friday night clash is up at Seabus Stadium there. We've got the Titans versus the Broncos again. Uh, Queensland Derby, always good games. Titans, just I cannot believe they're on top of the ladder with the worst completion rate in the competition, and they've got a negative four and against. But uh, Brock's gone minus two and a half on the Broncos. I've gone minus one and a half on the Broncos. Yeah, we've got the Broncos as two-point favourites at $1.75. The Titans at $2.10, as you say. It's first v third on the ladder. Ridiculous. And I'm one of these people that had a big investment on North Queensland to be the top 
uh, Queensland side at the end of the year, and that is not looking too good at the moment, but there's a long way to go, thank God. Yeah, that's right, yeah, not at this stage, but yeah, it looks like um, the Broncos are now favourites uh, to be the top Queensland team, despite Gold Coast being on top of the ladder, but uh, yeah, the Broncos then North Queensland, I think Gold Coast is still the outsiders of those three, despite being uh, on top at this at this, at this stage. Mm, long way to go. Saturday kicks off at GIO Stadium, we've got the Canberra Raiders versus the Newcastle Knights. Brock's got the Raiders minus one. I've gone the Raiders minus three and a half. Yeah, well, we um, opened them up at minus one and a half, uh, but there has been a little bit of a nibble for them, and they're already two point favourites at a dollar seventy-five. Newcastle two dollars ten. Brilliant. Well, I have to think uh, I'd be leaning towards the Raiders with Josh Papali back this week, and Newcastle definitely looked like uh, the week before took a bit of wind out of their sails, but we'll have to see how that one plays out down at GIO Stadium. But the second game on Saturday at Pertec Stadium, it's the Parramatta Eels versus the Sydney Roosters. This was an absolute bloodbath in round two. From what we've seen the last couple of rounds, I don't think we're going to see the same again. But, uh, man, Brock, we've split this one. We've both gone minus 7.5 on the Roosters. Yeah, pretty close there. We've gone up uh, minus six and a half at Sporting Bet, so they're a dollar forty-five favourites. The Roosters, the Eels, two dollars eighty. I think it's the first time since round one that SBW and Hargraves reunite. And as you said, um, I don't think we're, we're going to see a repeat uh, of that fifty-six to four thrashing from just a few weeks ago. Um, Eels at home, you know, a little, a little bit formidable. Mm, and finally broke the uh, the streak that they were on a twenty-one game slide away from home. They finally broke that last week, so. Hopefully that just leads to more and more positives for the Parramatta Eels. But the last game on Saturday, Campbelltown Stadium, it's the Tigers versus the Cowboys. Uh, this one, very difficult now, seeing Anasta's probably going to be suspended and also Tedesco missing. The Cowboys, uh, even though they've won, I still don't trust them. But uh, Brock's gone the Cowboys by minus 2.5. I've gone the Cowboys by minus 1.5. Yeah, you're spot on uh, this time, Louis. One and a half point favourites, North Queensland, a dollar eighty-three. The Tigers, two dollars. As you said, the Tigers, no Tedesco, no Anastas, are missing half their spine. Uh, but it is at Campbelltown, so uh, another tight game. Yeah, it's really good to see all the teams in the West that have been uh, hovering around the bottom come back. The, the heartland of rugby league definitely needs it at a time like this where GWS are starting to fire up and keep them off. But Sunday, we go to Eden Park with the New Zealand Warriors versus the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Well, I'll flip a coin. I think the dogs have been very, very tough. The Warriors, Matt Elliott is now gone. Andrew McFadden stepped in as the caretaker coach. Plenty of names being thrown around, in particular Tim Sheens, Nathan Brown and uh, Iro. But with the changes that McFadden's made, I'm not too confident on the, on the Warriors. I'm not seeing a bounce back. But me and Brock have split this one. We've both gone minus three and a half on the dogs. Yeah, we're not quite as bullish uh, on the dogs. We've got them favourites, but just one and a half point favourites at a dollar eighty-three. The Warriors two dollars. Will they uh, fire up for their new coach? I guess that is the question. Mm. Remains to be seen. We'll have to see what happens there. Talk out of the campers, they respect McFadden, but you'd most definitely think that uh, someone along the line of Sheens or Ira or Kidwell or Brown, if they can get him back from St Helens, he's got a long-term deal over there would uh, probably be a more suited candidate unless he gets some decent results over the next month or so. But uh, the next game, Sunday, at Brookvale Manly, need a bounce back versus a team who bounced back big time last week. Todd Carney and the Sharks fired up. Uh, we've split this one as well. We've gone minus 9.5 on the Eagles, but, uh, wow, I, I did not see that coming last week from the Sharks. No, I don't think uh, I don't think many did, um, and you, you, we're pretty close to the line too. We've gone up as ten point favourites uh, for Manly. They're a dollar twenty eight. Cronulla three dollars seventy five. Manly back at Brookie, they should just win. 
Brilliant. And uh, I think after the way they played last week and the way they were stung, we should see a bit of a reaction from them. And we finish off the round at Amy Park, where Melbourne, another team that definitely needs a reaction, will verse the Dragons, who also started off 3-0 and have now lost two in a row. This one to decide it. We're one and one at the moment. Brock's gone the Storm at minus eight and a half. I've gone the Storm at minus seven and a half. We uh, went up the Storm as ten-point favourites. They're now into nine and a half. A little bit of a nibble for the Dragons at the line, but Storm a dollar thirty and the Dragons three dollars sixty. Wow. Well, Brock's finally jagged one back two-one. We, we split plenty of others, so it's now four-two. I'm glad he's not here. Not there. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna, I'm, I'm very happy he's not here right now because now I'm in a dark place. <laughs> Uh, he'll be a happy man when he finds out. Yeah, he'll give it to me when he gets home. But, uh, mate, the promo last weekend, you obviously ran the promo for the four-leg multi for the NRL. You got any specials this week for the punters? Yeah, we do. We're going to um, uh, give that multi uh, another go. So uh, on any four-leg or more NRL multis, a 25% bonus if you can get one up. It has been tough the last few rounds, but uh, maybe the fortunes will turn around for the punters this weekend. So if they do and you like having a multi, 25% bonus on top of your winnings for any four-leg or more multis at Sporting Bet. Mm, and as we said last week, and there's one thing to get up a decent multi, but to get 25% on top, that's always tasty. And after five rounds, hope. Hopefully things settle down a little bit more for the punters. But for now, mate, thanks a lot as always. And always remember, people out there, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. So jump on their website and have a punt with sportingbet.com. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Thanks, Louis. Speak to you next week. No worries, mate. Have a good one. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And he's back. No Wagyu beef deep pan-fried pizza this week, I don't think. But uh, Mr. Gossip, he's here and his stomach's full, I bet. <laughs> no pizza, boys. Just full of oak tonight. Oh, a bit of oak. Tops. <laughs> bit of protein. Uh, a bit and, of put up, mate. Yeah, a bit of protein and 90% of your daily intake of sugar in one bottle. Good stuff. Mm. Uh, Just, mate, how good did they look in those shocking uniforms on Saturday night? I love Heritage Drown. I love it. It's tops. Yeah, I love it all. I like the only uh, the only Titans jersey I'll buy every year is the Heritage jersey, and they haven't released one in the last few years. And I've, you I've got my beer one. Okay, right? I'm devastated. But they were talking about bringing back that, the gold one that Melbourne used to have, no, the yellow I one. So they should, and it didn't happen. And I'm disappointed. Bring it back. And I love when you go to the games, everyone in Heritage Round wears the oldest possible, yeah, tattiest jersey they could find. And I, I, I was walking around Penrith Stadium after six beers, high-fiving people with good jerseys the other night. There were some absolute crackers. Well, I do it for Origin every year. People buy a new Origin jersey. I break out the filthiest old, like, one from when I was, like, five that used to be the old man's, and it's ratty as, but I love it. It's top. Nothing beats an old cop jersey. <laughs> the dogs not put a bid in for? Is there anyone else they're not... Is there anyone they're not trying to buy that's on the open market? Well, they do need outside backs, so... I know they need outside backs, but Jesus oh, Christ. Keep your dirty hands off. 
Stay away. Yeah. It's Fine. just... It, it, it ticks me off, man. They've got a, a finger in every single pie that's floating around. <sighs> They're becoming the roosters, aren't they, really? Well, the roosters <laughs> used to do this. They do that, un- Unbelievable. Josh Mansell, he'll play Origin. No doubt. If, if this form maintains and he uh, stays injury-free, he'll play Origin. Mm. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. I love the bloke as well. Buy a pair of gloves. I don't think he'll leave Penrith, to be honest. Yeah, well, they give him a Well, he was at the Rabbitohs, and the Rabbitohs um, didn't give him a chance in hell, and Ivan gave him the call and give him his start. So, yeah. not to say that he owes anything to Penrith, but um, I guess they give him his first start. Well, so. yeah, he does, they do a little bit, I guess. Well, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure in particular, if he can get himself in a rep jersey or get the money that he deserves anyway. So, I'm hoping that would be from Penrith. I, I doubt they'd pay overs with a new setup, but. Uh, hopefully he sees his way to stay in there. But the other, the other side of this is, is there's a lot of good young junior outside backs there. So maybe they'll say, look, we're not going to pay. But he's only a baby as well. He's not old. Yeah, I understand that. Maybe they'll just say, look, we'll pay. This is our you know, top price for you if you want more than maybe go to the Bulldogs. So that'd be interesting. He's the ideal winger as far as I'm concerned right now, though. He is the oh, prototype yeah, right. winger in the modern game. I'd love to have Josh Mantle on my team. But uh, what else you got for us, buddy? All right, boys, I guess we'll, we'll skip straight to, to Matty Elliott. That's probably the biggest news of the past week, and there's no... Yeah, he got the pun, of course. We all knew it was coming. I don't think there's any great surprise there, but I guess the next few weeks, boys, we'll be talking about who's going to who's gonna get his job. Now, we know that um, the caretaker's um, Andrew McFadden, and um, I guess, look, you, you can't discount Andrew. Who knows? I mean, if the Warriors go on a, a charge and win 10 in a row, then, then he might get the gig. But, look, I know that the Warriors owners are keen to have Nathan Brown. Um, St Helens are playing very, very well at the moment. Um, but, geez, I don't know if St Helens will let Brownie go. But, look, they're also interested in Neil Henry as well. And there is some rumours about Tim Sheens, but I don't know if Timmy would want to live over, over the ditch. They need a Kiwi, bro. That's yeah, what they need. They, they need do. a Kiwi. Yeah, with all. If, if I was the owner, I would be signing up David Kidwell tomorrow. Yep. That's, I'm on the kid. I like Stacey Jones. Logan. I want Stacey Jones to get the job. Stacey Jones! Oh, yeah, bro. Stacey's only just started coaching the 20s. For me, it'd have to be IRL or Kidwell. And I, I love the fact that Kidwell knocked the job back because of how bad they were last time in the setup. That that was. Uh, I like that. He could have had his first job and just walked in there blind, but he said, You bikes are kidding yourselves. You've been held out for a month. You've given me no time to put together a staff. You've given me no time to organise a pre season or do anything. But. I think if he went there now, he'd pretty much have a free pass uh, for the rest of the year. Or no, what am I? He wouldn't even be there right now. Sorry, but uh, if he went yeah. to the start of next year, he'd have plenty so of time to plan and prepare. What's What's the plan? Is the plan McFadden's got them for the rest of the year? Is that the plan? Yes, he's just a caretaker coach at the moment. But yeah. um, might as well yeah. give Stacey Jones a job. Well, wouldn't you? Yeah, or He's not. Well, if you're just saying you're blowing off the season, saying well. Andrew McFadden is just a two IC to Matty Elliott, isn't he? Someone that Matty Elliott got over there, so he's still carrying the same philosophy to an extent. Bring back John Acklin, mate. They, yeah, it just seems like a wasted year. Well, that's yeah, it is, it is very strange. I mean, I, like I said, I bring Kidwell in straight away, and I think I've spoken to you off air, boys, about what my thoughts are on the Warriors' culture there. It's a, a very boys' club, and the players seem to have a lot of say. I think Kidwell, who's come through the storm sort of coaching ranks and system there, I think that's just what they need. They need that strong culture and that strong discipline. Yeah, and if anyone gets out of line, he can do it. He did Willie Mason that time when he mucked the hucker and just sit someone down. So <laughs> he, can get bit, he can get a bit of Jake the Mussy out if anyone gets out of line. So. You wouldn't uh, you wouldn't want to lose big to a side coach by David Kidwell. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. 
He got suspended. Mate, he got suspended. If he stared me out, I'd start crying. I've got to be honest. I didn't really like him when Melbourne first picked him up. Once he got to Melbourne, I loved him. He was he was an angry human being. He didn't mind getting suspended either. So get him over there. He can go the mutts on a few people and sort that culture out. But what else you got for us? Yeah, it'd it take me all the five minutes to decide what I'd do. But, um, <laughs> look, uh, um, Andrew Fafita, boy, is getting a lot of emails about him. I was very concerned. Um, it's very interesting, the emails. It's sort of 50-50. It's, um, you know, he's already shown his disloyalty. He wanted to go, so let him go. But, look, my mail is that he will stay a shark. Obviously, I'm a lot less money. But, look, if, if you're a shark fan, yeah, look, he, I guess he did leave you guys, but it was for Bitcoin. Um, but look, he's a good player, and geez, you wouldn't want to let him go. No, nah, well, we spoke about this before. There are enough troubles. It is keeping players or speaking to player managers or attracting companies, so they can't afford to let anyone walk out the door. And worst case, I'd just sit down with him and say, we won't do uh, a four-year deal. How about we do like a two-year deal worth 600 or 550 They can chop almost 300 off the top, lock him in for a year or two, and then he can have the option to do what he wants afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'd feel better about the situation uh, knowing that he's not leaving. I don't know. I just think the Sharks. If I'm a, if I'm any other NRL club apart from probably a handful which are you know in dire straits in terms of their roster, I wouldn't be signing him. But I think the Sharks just have to. They have, they to. have to retain him. Uh, you know who who is off contract that they're going to be able to attract? No one um, of the you know. Uh, same level as for feeder or the same ability as for feeder, so it's a no-brainer. They have to keep him. Yeah, and uh, this is a golden to, opportunity. Really, if they have to pay a little bit more than what the original offer was, then just pay it. Oh, they won't be paying yeah. more. That's why I mean. That's why I think this is a golden opportunity. They can pretty much lock him up for cheaper. I don't think he's going to have the option to go uh, too many other places. I think. So. I think in a few weeks, if he's still unsigned and he's playing like he did on Saturday, clubs will start biting back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. I think that they way. will. I, yeah. I, at the moment, it's easy to sort of go. Oh, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to make an offer for him, but I tell you what, he's a, he's a pretty good player. Until someone rips on him and he goes, oh, he's going to a third club. And he goes, oh, stuff this. I'm going to France or Japan. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go play rugby and make a squillion. Mm. Well, there's a few sides out there that could uh, that could use him, that's for sure. I think the, the, like, the Dragons are one that I sort of looked at on the weekend and thought, well, they've got no grunt in the middle. Like, they're, they're pretty butter in the in the centre of the field. I, I think it'd be a smart investment for them, an aggressive big front row, but whether they've got the cameras yeah, they, they are in the market for, for one of which I'll get to later, but okay. um, I might have some good news here for for the birthday boy, our Uncle Louie there. He's sitting right there. <laughs> Looks like Kevin Proctor, he may stay at the Storm. Um, the Titans have backed out of the deal. Um, obviously, the 600 k asking price was too much for them. When is 600 ever too much for us? Come on. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> well, it was funny. When I got the mail about that, the next day, actually, Harrison announced his retirement. So mm. whether or not they've asked him to retire, so they've freed up some cash. Uh, I mean, probably a long, long shot. But, yeah. Maybe they're going to go after some theatre. That money from Harrison. That money from Harrison's obviously going to contrib- contribute to Dave Taylor's day. Of course, you've got to upgrade Dave. The half yeah. a million he got on the old cap wasn't enough. I'll give him a million this time. No, my lord. Sorry, boys. We've got some worrying Knights fans that have been emailing, um, asking about Wayne Bennett. My mail is that he'll see out his contract there, despite um, all the Tinkler uh, financials. But um, look, I know Wayne Bennett. He was he's very critical of players who don't see out their contract. So um, if he's a man of his word, then he'll see out his own contract. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Nah. <laughs> Come on, mate. Wayne, 
he, he, he wants Wayne out this bloke. He wants Wayne out. Stop buying the same players, Wayne. Everywhere he goes. Bo Scott, Darius Boyd, Jeremy Smith. He took Neville Costigan with him to two clubs. Stop doing it. Start fresh. Uh, I've I got to be honest. I think he'll go. I've I just got a gut feeling I think he'll, he'll be gone skis. But maybe with Brisbane sort of going okay, the pressure's... Uh, eased a little bit on Anthony Griffin. Maybe they should send him over the Warriors. He pretty much won in the World Cup. He should go over there. <laughs> you've given him a rap and you've stabbed him in the same <laughs> within a minute. Give him a rap. As long as he doesn't take Darius with him. They can't have Darius and Tompkins and bloody Fisciari and Locke. No. You know Darius is part of the deal. Everybody knows that. Darius is, is the child. Oh, my God. Brilliant. If the Broncos make the eight, which they probably will, then, yeah, then why would they need playing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They didn't have many troops last year, to be fair to them either. Yeah, and they've got Milford, hopefully, on the way as well. So. I still think they'll miss the eight, Brisbane. Hi, well, Br- hi Brisbane fans. <laughs> 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 Very good. <laughs> All right, we, we touched on before how you're saying that the Dragons are looking a little bit thin uh, in the front rows. Now, look, Tarek Sims is on their radar. They're very keen to have him down from, from North Queensland. But you speak to anyone from the Cowboys, they're very confident of keeping him. Speak to someone from the Dragons, and they're very confident of having him. So it'll just be a, a tug of war over the next couple of weeks, months. Uh, this to me now is back to the to stockpile and back rows. They bought Joel Thompson... Uh, they've got Merrin, they've got Cray, they've got DeBellin. There's just, you know, there's a million back rows there right now. They've been playing as a prop. That's how desperate they are to force somebody out of position. So I think the last thing have, they need... He does have size. He, he almost is a, is a prop, though, isn't he? I think you'd ruin him, to be Who's honest. Who's that? Sims? Yeah. Yeah, Sims he's, is, he's, a, he's a tight lock. So, yeah, yeah he's, you watched he's him last night. You watched him last night where he ran a hole, and you've seen his best football running holes off Jonathan Thurston. I think he's so much better on an edge when you can give him one-on-one situations. Yeah, it so depends, depends what team I wouldn't be wasting him in the middle of the field. He's an impact player. He when you've got someone game. like Joel Reithmuller who's playing lock there at the moment. Um, he only just got back in on the bench last night, though. Yeah, but I just I, I agree with you that if, if, the, uh, if you've got the players there to, to play lock, um, he's better utilised on the edge. But. He should be on an edge. Him and Tom Olo should be their two edge back rows. What sort of money are they talking? For Tarek Sims, it's yeah. about five hundred. Well, okay. And what's for Fida? What are they? What are they throwing around for Fida? Six fifty. I'd pay the six fifty if I was the Dragons and get for Fida. I don't know whether they've got six fifty, but they need a prop massively. Mm. Yeah, watch them against South. They just got me. You're right. Yeah, well, again, though, would he go there? There's been another dog situation. Does he want to go down the coast? Like, just offer him 700. Well, just offer him 700. And so, shush, Andrew, just take it. Just take yeah, it. If I was the Dragons, I'd, I'd go after someone like, say, McKendry or someone like that. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, just not Tim Green. contract, Panthers will probably dip in a few coins to take him now. Who knows? Brilliant. Anything else, buddy? <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, last one, boys. Simon Mannering and the Warriors. Now, yeah. I'm hearing he's absolutely sick of the place. He's sick of the way it's run. Look, he may go to UK Super League for, for cash at the end no. of the year, which would be, yeah, which would be a travesty. I don't mind old Simon Mannering. Let, but, let um, me guess. Look. Let me guess. Salford, Marlon Kukash, yeah. $9 million and some kind of yeah. doctorate in medicine that he'll give to him. He's got so much money, that bloke, is a joke. He offered Benji Marshall. Marlon Kukash. <laughs> Marlon Kukash, here's a thought. Give me some of your money. You're spending it on nothing. He offered Benji Marshall yeah, he three million. Yeah, you can invest in uh, fifth and last enterprises. Yeah, Jesus on, Christ. Son. If you're going to give Benji Marshall $300, oh, $3 million, sorry, Jesus Christ, send 100 this way. <laughs> yeah. 
I reckon. I'll set it on fire. Oh, buy no, me a chicken. Really just buy me a chicken feed. Didn't you? <laughs> you could pay three million for Benji Marshall. Buy the fifth and last to feed. Yeah, something. Quarter chicken and chips. Yeah, some <laughs> Marlin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what about uh, that situation? Not a bit off topic. That they've yep. signed Shane Flanagan. Selfish. Yeah, sorry, isn't it? That, that is the weirdest, weirdest situation. They've said the to Brian Noble, weirder. who's like uh, the coaching royalty coach over there. Yeah. They've said, "Sorry, Brian, take a seat." Shane Flanagan's coming in. By the way, he's banned in Australia. He's banned. Marlon loves it. I told he's him not Marlon. just taking a year off as a you know uh, a bit of a Kentucky tour. He's no. banned. Marlon's got Marlon's got <laughs> yeah, the Manchester City. Here. He's got the Manchester City favour. He's stockpiling. He's and then he said everyone. to Yes, then Harris. Bad luck. You're the assistant coach now. So, mate, very strange man. And someone made the comment, he's the uh, Pommy Nathan Tinkler. And I, uh, I had a bit of a chuckle at work today. Yeah, it was really, yeah, really strange. strange. Mm. But Flanagan hasn't got the best CV either. I mean, no. I mean, you look at his CV, boys, and they're treating him like he's Lane Bennett or something. And moving, like you said, moving moving Tom Dick oh. and Harry to have him there, it's very, very silly. Especially when you know he's going to be Gonskis at the end of the year. Yeah, you're going to piss off a lot of people that are making room for him it's just it's pretty dumb <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> they, they shiv Brian Noble though Brian Noble's a good coach bad luck Brian well yeah that's coaching yeah. you want to come on the show Brian we'll have a chat yeah. <laughs> you, you can say whatever you want about Marlon yeah. <laughs> let him know <have> <laughs> <laughs> and, and just back on to Simon Mannering because we did get off topic mate if they want Kevin Proctor we'll see him that way and then we'll just take Simon Mannering we'll take Mannering yeah I love Simon Mannering yeah. I think he's a gun oh, me too I'm a huge fan of Mannering how old is he I mean I'm I'd like to link him to the Panthers just because Ivan Cleary's there, but I don't think the Panthers have got the coin from him to try to offload players. So. Imagine, imagine him in a side that was actually consistent the way he plays his football. He'd be a weapon in a team that plays week to week. Mm. The poor bugger's been there just stressed his whole career, I think. He's had to play in the centre, he's had to play in the back row. They've been through every single slump he's been there, and he's always playing good for you. So he's 27, really, but he's, he's, he's 35. About, he's about really. 50 in the head from what they've done <laughs> to him. Every, every one year he's two in reality at the Warriors. Pretty much. Yeah, if you're looking at heart and soul of that football team, oh. that, that's someone mattering. He's it. Mate. That's right. Rock. The rock every single week. Yeah, absolutely. If that uh, wraps it up, buddy, we'll get into the tips for this week. Last weekend, I had an absolute Barry Crocker. I got one, so good, good job by me. Gossip, you got three. Brock got four. So he's now on 20. You're on 18, and I'm on 15. So I'm, I'm going to start... Throwing punches in the dark very soon. Let me tell you, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be patient and try and slowly accumulate. I'm going down in a heap, or I'm just coming up like a rocket. He's uh, he's five behind me, and my backside's looking smaller and smaller in the distance, and he's panicking. Yeah. But in the line game, I'm winning four two, so I don't care. I'm, I'm winning something. Yeah. But we'll kick off Friday night at Sporting Bet Stadium. It is the Penrith Panthers versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And since you're on top, champ, who you got? Oh man, this is a hard one. Uh, I like the Panthers, but I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know why. Uh, I'm going to go to the game and I'm going to be putting money on the Panthers. but Cheer- And cheering for the Burgesses. And I won't be cheering for South at all, but I just, I've just i got a feeling they'll win. Mm. Gossip, what do you reckon, champion? Yeah, look, uh, watching the Panthers um, last Saturday, their forwards were dominated by the Raiders and the Bunnies have a similar sort of big forward pack, so I think the Panthers' forwards might struggle. But having said that, if it's going to be raining again... Um, the kicking game of Jamie Soward might get him home, the Panthers. But um, I've got to tip the Bunnies boys just on the side of their four pack. Yeah, well, I'm going the Panthers. <laughs> I, I think you'll be. Uh, that's a uh, very, very. I know the odds are uh, wide on that game, but that's almost a flip of the coin game for me, especially down here. And I know Ivan Cleary was filthy last year when Penrith got beat by 
um, South Sydney at home, uh, and they'll be really up for this well, game. I'm more just looking you at, look at sorry. You look at how how uh, Penrith got up for that Melbourne Storm game. That it'll be the same for this game. Well, I thought that uh, South's got some very cheap tries to the middle, and they still made 16 errors last week. And uh, Penrith don't really like to make too many errors this year. That's part of their new little game plan. So I'm going to be backing them on Friday night to get up. I hope you're but right, man. the other Friday night game at Seabus Super Stadium. It's the Gold Coast Titans. Brock's uh, now second team. They're now the adopted child versus <laughs> the, the Brisbane Broncos. Oh. So, again, since you're on top, what do you got, mate? Are you going to back your own team for once or are you going to leave them? <laughs> oh, he's, well, he's just knifing me. Knifing me in a bit. Um, I'm tipping the Broncos. They've got oh, the wood on us. Look at him. Um, I, we've got the worst completion rate in the competition. You can't you keep winning four games. You're still coming first. I, uh, it's unbelievable where we're coming first. If we win this game, I'll vow I'll tip the Titans for the rest of the year. But lies, um, <laughs> lies. Uh, uh, the Broncos. Yeah, they've, they've got the wood on us massively. Yeah. They, they last year I, I remember putting a lot of money on the Titans at home against the Broncos in the Queensland derby, and we got thumped. Yeah. Well, I'm going, still roaring my mind. I'm going the Broncos because I just can't believe you guys won four games. Yeah. I'm absolutely blown away. I, I, I had North Queensland absolute shoo-ins, as usual, just shivering me to be the top North, uh, the top Queensland side, and they're not even that at the moment. Wake up. What are you doing, Thursday? Only two games behind. Paul Greens, sort it out. I'll be fine, mate. Gossip, what do you got, champ? You on the Broncos or you going the Titans? No, I'm winning on the Titans, boys. Wow. Um, I don't think I don't think it's any fluke that they they are where they're at. Um, really? You know, I, 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 yeah. Explain yeah, yourself. No, honestly, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, I just I just like the way they're playing. Yeah, they drop a lot of ball, but um, Kelly, I just love watching him play. He's uh, I love he, Kelly. Career best form. Kelly, I'm really pretty digging. Thing. I'm digging Paul Carter. He's I brilliant. love the fact He's that angry. he just goes on, whacks people, has no, just doesn't care. No, he's lying to himself. Yeah. Does not care, and I love it. I'm like, Cardi, start him now. I just demand quietly, where is Ryan James? He's been playing Q Cut. What's going on? Well, he just got a new deal, and he's playing Q Cut. What's going on? Him and him and him and Big Cardi need to get in the sand pit, play with the trucks, and make up. All right? <laughs> need, need him back. They need to hug it out. <laughs> no, I think Birdie's playing well, also. Um, yeah, it's like the time of the moment. I think they'll win. Hope you're right. playing Again, I'm, I'm happy for to get those two tips wrong and for Penrith and the Titans to win. That'll be tops. Yeah. Friday double. Well, to, <laughs> me, to me, they're playing A-grade football and it's only going to work for so long. So yeah, we'll I wait agree. and see how long it takes to turn around. Agree. But, uh, Saturday, GIO Stadium. It's the Canberra Raiders finally going home versus the Newcastle Knights. Uh, Papali's back. Kennedy's back in. Edwards is out. But uh, I'm Fenton. going the Raiders. They could, Fenton's, nah, play. Fenton's played last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fenton's still yeah. going. But he's good. I'm going the Raiders. Newcastle look flat. Um, I don't know if they're tired or drained and how they'll pull up this week, but they made no line breaks on the weekend. They were just flat, two sideways. Even if Mullen is back in for this game, I don't think he's going to make much of a difference after the layoff he's had, so I'm going the Raiders. This is a day game, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man, this is a hard one. I'm going to go the Raiders just because it's down there, but it would not surprise me to see the Knights win. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Raiders, boys. I thought um, Vaughn, he was good last week. He's almost the best player on the field. And um, he keeps that up. He'll just steamroll these little 90s. Yeah, I think there's a lot of younger players like him, Clamour, Peets, Mansour, that probably should be lining up for City Country jerseys instead of picking the same old, same old. If Joel Reddy gets anywhere near a City jersey like he somehow did last year... I will burn our house down. <laughs> Why don't you burn someone else's house down? Yeah. Like the selectors or someone. Because I don't want to burn your own house down. I don't want to live in a world where Joe already gets to wear another jersey. And he, they're like, oh, he was a late replacement. He wasn't even playing first grade. What's going on? 
Pick some, pick some kids. Pick some yeah. people that might play Origin later on. If Vaughn wasn't playing last Saturday, then the Panthers would have scored an extra at least 10, 20 points. Brilliant. He was outstanding. Yeah, he was. He was good. He was their best player by more. Good player. And uh, yep. Saturday night again at Pertec Stadium. It's a rematch of the, the round two bloodbath, but I don't think we're going to see the same result. It's the Parramatta Eels versus the Sydney Roosters. I'm going the Roosters. I'm just going to keep tipping the Roosters. I can't see you know these losses and this sloppiness continuing. They've got too good of a side. Jared's back in. Sonny Bill has another week under his belt. I'm going the Roosters. Yeah, it's the first time since round one that Warrior Hargreaves and Sonny Bill have played together. So, yeah, I'm going the Roosters. Yeah, well, I tell you what, it's Parramatta win. I tell you, all the Parramatta fans will come out of the woodwork, won't they? Oh, well, you said not already. I'll tell yeah, you what, well, there's a few floating around. Yeah, there is. I haven't seen as many Parramatta jerseys since '86. So, mm. um, they still haven't. They still haven't uh, convinced my my lovely partner. She's a Parramatta fan. They, they still haven't convinced her. She was waiting for them to lose on Friday night. You haven't. Yeah, you well, haven't seen a more negative right. person watching a game of football. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll tell you. But, uh, yeah, I think she's starting to buy in, so they're winning a few things yeah. back over. Oh, everyone's singing Sowers, uh, Sowers praise. Um, Sandow. Well, the, um, Sandow's praise. <laughs> and um, it'll be interesting to see if he can back it up, but I don't think he will. I think the Roosters will win. Mm. Yeah, I know I'd be running. Poor old Chris. I think he might cop a hamper in this week from the big men, but uh, we'll see how that one plays oh. out. Saturday oh. night again, Campbelltown Stadium. It's the Tigers versus the Cowboys. No Tedesco. And Nasta copping his first suspension of a 15-year career. Young Curtis Rowe will play. Pretty good fullback. I uh, don't see him have anywhere near the impact of Tedesco. But Blake Austin, he's been red hot. I've watched him in the New South Wales Cup. I think he scored something like he's seven He's won in the last two games on the bus. It's been ridiculous. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I think he, he's not really an organising half like an Astor is. I think that's the beauty of what they've got at the moment. They've got a stable pairing. I think him and Brooks might be a little loose together. Mm. So I'm not too sure this one's going to play out. But uh, what way are you going? Cowboys. He's going to the Cowboys. You're backing them. They'll win. They'll win. Um, I'm still not really convinced on the Tigers. They played really tough, but I think the the rain narrowed the field last week against uh, Manly. Uh, mm. I think that played in their hands. Leichhardt's a huge advantage for them. Uh, Saturday night at Campbelltown, especially if it's wet, it'll play into their hands again. But I just think the Cowboys, they would have got a lot of confidence out of that win um, on Monday night. And if they hold the ball again, I think they'll be too hard to beat. Gossip, what do you reckon, Chomp? Yeah, I think the Cowboys will be too good in this one, boys. And, I mean, Tedesco out for nine weeks, I'm told now, so... Here we go. He's, he's going to the Tigers. He's yeah. going to tip the Tigers. Nah, 50-50. I think pretty much the Tedesco thing's the big downer for me. I do like Blake Austin, but like I said before, I don't think there's enough control between him and Brooks uh, to overcome the Cowboys. And once they finally held the ball, uh, you've seen last night what they can do when they actually hold the ball in the red zone. Louis finally chipped in, Morgan chipped in, so those kind of guys need to help out and get more touches of the pill. Uh, Sunday. I know it's a cliche. I know it's a cliche, boys. But look at both sides on paper, and you think the Cowboys win by fifty, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Well, you'd be expecting a lot better than what you've seen so far, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, Sunday we head to Eden Park. It's the New Zealand Warriors versus the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Uh, I'm just saying, dogs. I don't care about the coach being fired. I don't care about the four changes. I don't care about any of that. They last week, oh, angry, just angry. I don't even support them, but they make me angry. Um, I'm tipping the Warriors because the coach got sacked. They'll win. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I did say in last week's podcast, boys, I'm going to tip the Warriors. They get on, they won't win. And um, yeah, wow, the gossip curse. Um, I'm not going to tip them. I can't tip them this week. I'm going to tip the dogs. So who you knows? The Warriors might win this one. You've both gone against the old coach. It's the golden rule. The coach care. is sacked. I you know, tip the team. I, I, I don't care. 
They've dropped Felitti and they've dropped Townsend, and no, I just don't know. Just Close for all, good player. Yeah, I don't think... T- yeah. Town- Townsend's a victim of just rubbish. The bloke's been trying his backside off. They've been giving him absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. he's been dropped. They're putting all the Kiwis in. <sighs> oh, well, we'll see what happens. See what happens. No, tell, what, tell another thing that pisses me off, too, about the Warriors. They they released an email out to all their members saying that many, Matt Elliott resigned. Lies. I don't think they're fans. Yeah, I don't think they're fans of that fucking stupid. That really pisses me off when you lie to your fans. Uh, the bloke was punted. You know, the bloke was punted. So just say that he was punted. Anger Wayne, management. Wayne Scurrah. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Scurrah. Stop you the know? madness. You've cracked gossip. He's lost the plot. No, I, I just hate it when they lie to the fans like that. It's so stupidly, too. It's just typical of the Warriors and their shit club, anyway. I can see that, uh, that big vein on your head about to pop and explode. <laughs> Someone get a fire extinguisher is about to ignite. Oh, chuck the, R, the R-rated label on this one for iTunes. It's just <laughs> blowing his lid. <laughs> your, poor, your poor loyal fans, especially Warriors fans. Imagine being a Warriors fan. Every week you don't know whether your side's turning up and now you've got your club lines here. Oh, that's demanding. Outstanding. Wayne Scarrow, good job by you. Thumbs up. Good job by you, Wayne. <laughs> yeah. uh, other... Don't expect the fans to buy 20 jerseys a year. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Different colours, thunderbolts, all kinds of bolts and designs and metal and nuts all over them, so good times. Oh, off. every jersey they've got looks like a patchwork quilt. I'll have Wayne Bennett he's had a go at the Warriors Brock hasn't had a go yet we'll see if he's got anyone else to tear apart but uh, the last Sunday (laughs) game at Brookvale my Harold Matthews side got beat 40-0 how about that alright good times (laughs) Sunday Brookvale Manly versus the Cronulla Sharks Eagles uh, bounce back there's no way they're going to lose two in a row yeah the old BBF the Sharks they played uh, a team that's running in a maiden at the moment uh, and let's face it, the uh, Eagles, they're not going to lose two in a row, and they're not going to lose uh, a Brookie. Brill. No. We might see Angry Jeff again if, he, if they do, but... Top. Um, <laughs> I couldn't see it happening. you got to you got to back Manny like his voice. They're going to lose two in a row. Yeah, 100%. Angry Jeff, angry gossip. That's right. <laughs> Similarities. We'll have to get some photos on YouTube. Melbourne, but... bit of pressure going on down in Melbourne, oh. right? Amy Park against the, the Dragons, and uh, they both won three in a row, and now they both lost two in a row, but I'm going Melbourne. They'll win by 30, Melbourne. You say that oh, every wow. week. When, every time you say that, that's when things go wrong. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm, uh, I'm a good reader of the Storm's form. They'll, uh, they'll flog the Dragons. Get Mate, on. Will Chambers. 13 plus. I don't care if you get a dollar twenty. that's bank interest. Will Chambers, shoulders, brother. He missed seven on the weekend. Sorted out. Well, the uh, Bellamy's had a long turnaround from this one. They'll be fired up. Oh, they better be. Gareth Widop returns to Melbourne. They'll have a point to prove yeah, to Gareth. Better bloodbath him too. Yeah. There's just different pointers in this one that tell me that the, the Storm will be up for this. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But Gossip, what do you reckon, champ? Yeah, look, I'm going to pick the Storm. I know I pick a lot of Monday night um, upsets last year, but I just don't have the faith in the Dragons to go down there and do it. Um, I think it'll be a lot closer than, than 30 points. Yeah, but, I, I don't think 30. Um, I'll flog them. But then again, you never know. With Monday night games have been a bit of a bludger this year, so you could be on the money there. Mm. But um, yeah, you got you got to pick the storm in current form. Yeah, true that. Well, we've got a couple of different here. So uh, I've gone the Panthers. Gossip, you've gone the Titans. Uh, you, uh, Brock's gone the Warriors solo. So yeah, there, there's th- there's three games there where potentially we can. Uh, keep the space going so I'm liking this it's, it's blowing out nice and early hopefully uh, yeah. it keeps this way for us I want to keep just hanging it out there he's going to keep <laughs> hanging it out there. oh the mouse was out of the house oh, yeah. big raps he might get the Warriors job listen to the bloke he's going to pop please mate 
all over it. Oh. They couldn't they couldn't pay me enough to go over there and do that. They could pay me enough. I'll take the year's salary. Oh, I'll be playing off my house. Dead by the time I'm thirty through stress. <laughs> uh, career suicide. Yeah, outstanding. I'll just take the year's pay. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Redundo. <laughs> you can come over and be the Laurie Nichols. I'll just go around punching holes and everything, and wearing a singlet, getting angry. <laughs> Every side needs one. Of them. Why, why is he gone? I already do that now for Seagrave. Yeah, that's do. all I do. You do. I run out and yell at people. That's purely, <laughs> that's purely what I bring to the table. And I drink schooners on Sundays. So. Tops. Good bloke. Yeah. Listen to himself oh, giving yeah, himself yeah. a rap. Good bloke. Good I bloke. call himself a good bloke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's see what happens. Brock's got a five-point lead on me, two-point lead on you. So this week, hopefully we uh, jag a couple back. But as always, mate, uh, thanks for the inside word. Gather the Panthers. Thanks, boys. See you, buddy. Cheers, man. That brings us to the end of another episode of the fifth and last NRL podcast. And a big thank you, as always, to Mr. Gossip. Hit him up on Facebook at the search bar, type in NRL Gossip. And on Twitter, his handle is at NRL Gossip. Also, a massive thanks, as always, to Andrew Brown from SportingBet.com. Remember, there is no better bet than a sporting bet. Get on the four-leg multi-promo this week. And if you get a multi-up of four legs or more, you get a 25% bonus on top of your winning. So, SportingBet.com. Uh, for now, if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, our handle is at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. Just a reminder, as usual, if you have not unsubscribed and resubscribed on iTunes, our feed has changed over, obviously, from Podomatic to Audio Boo. As you've been seeing, we've been posting that up on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast now being on audio boost, so if you are still subscribed to the old feed, unsubscribe, type fifth and last in again on iTunes and resubscribe. But for now, guys, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on, give us more, give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.